0: Hi, this is John Butters, Senior Earnings Analyst at FactSet, and welcome to this week's edition of the FactSet Earnings Inside podcast. The FactSet Earnings Inside podcast provides commentary and analysis on corporate earnings for the S&P 500. This analysis is based on content published in the FactSet Earnings Insight report, which is available each week on the FactSet website at www.factset.com. We'll start this week's podcast with a preview of the key metrics for the first quarter earnings season for the S&P 500 which is about three weeks away. Then we'll discuss our two topics of the week. First, we'll look more in depth at the number of S&P 500 companies issuing negative guidance for the first quarter. And second, we'll look at target price expectations for the S&P 500. But first, let's look ahead to the first quarter earnings season for the index. Analysts and companies have been more pessimistic compared to recent quarters in their estimate revisions and earnings outlooks for the first quarter. As a result, expected earnings for the S&P 500 for the first quarter are lower today compared to the start of the quarter. The index is expected to report single-digit earnings growth for the first time since the fourth quarter of 2020. In terms of estimate revisions, analysts have decreased earnings estimates in aggregate for the first quarter. We typically look at the change in the bottom-up EPS estimate for the index to measure EPS estimate revisions by analysts. The bottom-up EPS estimate for the first quarter has decreased by 0.7% since December 31st. Over the past four quarters, the bottom-up EPS estimate increased by 4.2% on average during the quarter. However, in a typical quarter, the bottom-up EPS estimate usually decreases by 3-5% during the quarter. In terms of guidance, more S&P 500 companies have issued negative earnings guidance for the first quarter compared to recent quarters as well but we'll discuss this topic in more detail in the second half of the podcast. Because of downward estimate revisions and more companies issuing negative guidance, the estimated year-over-year earnings growth rate for the first quarter is lower today than the estimate at the start of the quarter. The S&P 500 is expected to report year-over-year earnings growth of 4.8% as of today, compared to the estimated year-over-year earnings growth of 5.7% back on December 31st. If 4.8% is the actual growth rate for the quarter, it will mark the lowest year-over-year earnings growth rate reported by the index since the fourth quarter of 2020 at 3.8%. Seven of the 11 sectors are projected to report year-over-year earnings growth, led by the energy sector at 237%, the industrial sector at 32%, and the material sector at 31%. On the other hand, four sectors are projected to report a year-over-year decline in earnings led by the financial sector at negative 24% and the consumer discretionary sector at negative 14%. Looking ahead, analysts are calling for earnings growth of 5.6% in the second quarter and 9.4% for all of 2022. The forward 12-month PE ratio is 19.5, which is above the 5-year average of 18.6 and above the 10-year average of 16.8. However, it is below the forward 12-month P-E ratio of 21.3 recorded at the end of the fourth quarter back on December 31st, as prices have decreased while forward earnings estimates have increased over the past few months. And during the week, four S&P 500 companies, including one Dow 30 component, are scheduled to report results for the first quarter. High-profile companies expected to report earnings during the week include Walgreens Boots Alliance. Now let's move on to our first topic of the week, which is the number of S&P 500 companies issuing earnings guidance for the first quarter. As of today, 95 and S&P 500 companies have issued EPS guidance for the first quarter. This number is slightly below the 5-year average and 10-year average of 99. Of these 95 companies, 66 have issued negative EPS guidance and 29 have issued positive EPS guidance. Now, in determining whether guidance is positive or negative, We compare the projection of the company to the mean EPS estimate of the analysts at the time of the guidance. The number of companies issuing negative guidance is above the 5-year average of 59, but equal to the 10-year average of 66. The number of companies issuing positive guidance is below the 5-year average of 40 and below the 10-year average of 33. However, the first quarter has seen the highest number of S&P 500 companies issuing negative EPS guidance for a quarter since the fourth quarter of 2019, which was 73. The first quarter has also seen the lowest number of S&P 500 companies issuing positive EPS guidance for a quarter since the second quarter of 2020, which was 25. In addition, the first quarter marks the third consecutive quarter in which the number of S&P 500 companies issuing negative guidance has increased, and the third consecutive quarter in which the number of S&P 500 companies issuing positive guidance has decreased. At the sector level, the industrial sector at plus 6 and the information technology sector at plus 5 have seen the largest increases in the number of S&P 500 companies issuing negative guidance for the first quarter compared to their five-year averages. It is interesting to note that these two sectors also had the highest number of companies citing supply chain on their earnings calls for the fourth quarter. Now given the recent rise in oil prices and interest rates, One might expect to see more companies in the energy and financial sectors issuing positive earnings guidance for the first quarter. However, these two sectors historically have seen few, if any, companies provide quarterly EPS guidance. Now let's move on to our second topic of the week, which is target price expectations for the S&P 500. The price of the S&P 500 has decreased by 5.2% since December 31st. Where do industry analysts believe the price of the index will go from here? Well, industry analysts in aggregate predict the S&P 500 will see a price increase of 16.8% over the next 12 months? This percentage is based on the difference between the bottom-up target price and the closing price for the index as of March 24th. The bottom-up target price is calculated by aggregating the median target price estimates, which are based on company-level estimates submitted by industry analysts, for all the companies in the index on March 24th, the bottom-up target price for the S&P 500 was 527860, which was 16.8% above the closing price of $45.20.16. At the sector level, the communication services sector at 28%, the consumer discretionary sector at 21%, and the information technology sector at 20% are expected to see the largest price increases as these three sectors had the largest upside differences between the bottom-up target price and the closing price on March 24th. On the other hand, the energy and utility sectors, both at 5%, are expected to see the smallest price increases, as these two sectors had the smallest upside differences between the bottom-up target price and the closing price on March 24th. How accurate have the industry analysts been in predicting the future value of the S&P 500? Well, in recent time periods, industry analysts have underestimated the closing price of the index 12 months later. Over the past five years, industry analysts have underestimated the price of the index by 2.8% on average, using month-end values. Over the past 10 years, industry analysts have underestimated the price of the index by 0.1% on average, again using month-end values. On March 31, 2021, the bottom-up target price was 44.7771. On March 24, 2022, the S&P 500 closing price was 45 Thus, industry analysts underestimated the closing price at the end of March of 2022 by about 1% nearly one year ago. However, over longer time periods, analysts have typically overestimated the closing price 12 months later. Over the past 15 years, industry analysts have overestimated the price of the index by 7.7% on average, again using month-end values. It is interesting to note that after rising for 21 straight months, the bottom-up target price has declined over the past two months. Since January 31st, the bottom-up target price has decreased by 0.8%. Despite this recent decrease, industry analysts still predict the index will close above 5000 in 12 months. However, the movement in the index price and the movement in the bottom-up target price have a high positive correlation. Thus, if there is a continuation in the decline in the price of the index, there will likely be a continuation in the decline in the bottom-up target price. This concludes our podcast for this week. Thank you for listening. For more information on the topics discussed today and other market-moving trends, please visit the FactSet website at www.factset.com and check out the full FactSet Earnings Insight report, our FactSet Insight blog, and our Street Account podcasts. And of course, stay tuned for next week's edition of the FactSet Earnings Insight podcast.